forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Um, And for those just joining, welcome to you. Um, I'm today taking a little break from guests to really make sure everybody's on track on their New Year's resolutions. We all know that in January, everybody's at the gym and it's super full and you can barely get a machine. And by February, it's much easier. So now that we're in February, that's what we're going to talk about. And then I'm also going to give strategies to moms um, because it's been amazing how much I've had to change in my life because of jelly bean. And honestly, I can't imagine, you know, a lot of women gain like a lot of weight, um, for obvious reason. Um, and then when they have a baby and then they've got all this weight to lose, um, I've really over the past almost 15 months struggled with, which I have done now, but I gained like seven pounds after, well, actually I gained seven pounds from my car accident and then I haven't been able to, or I hadn't been able to lose it. And I'm starting to lose it. Um, but I was gaining more, uh, because again, of things that I was doing wrong that used to work in my single life and don't work in my mom life. Um, it really is a lot harder and I'm glad I've had that experience. And then to those of you who've given birth, I can't imagine how much harder that is when you have all those added pounds and, um, you know, most people don't feel awesome, uh, right after. So, it's, um, you know, it's interesting, but I wanted to start with the jelly bean update because everybody's been so amazing and supportive and wonderful. Um, and I know everybody wants that. Um, so as I said on Instagram and Facebook to this week was a huge week. Uh, we, well, I went back to court, um, the, her adoption day, according to the court back in September, it was supposed to happen by February 4th. So I thought that when I left the court on September 20th, that that would be the last time I was at court. But instead, uh, I got to go back and basically have the department say, no, we didn't do what we were supposed to. Well, they didn't admit that, but the judge like called them out on it, Um, which the only reason I believe that we got the acknowledgement that we got was because I ended up calling the state senator's office, like call it mom's instincts. But I really just thought it hit a black hole. And when, you know, after the first two month period went by and they hadn't done it because somebody made a mistake and they admitted that they made a mistake, then another two months went by for a process that was supposed to take 30 to 45 days. So I figured instead of bugging social workers and everything else, I was just going to go to the source and figure out how in the state that I could, you know, find out like where it was or if it got lost, Uh, which worked because, as I said, I called my state senator's office. They were way more receptive than I thought they would be much because I had the minutes from the court that actually said that, you know, her parents' rights were terminated and these things were supposed to happen. Um, Obviously, if I had just gotten her, I wouldn't have been able to do that, but So literally within two days of calling them, they, quote, fixed it for me. And I got the appointment from the adoptions worker who came yesterday. 
<sighs> so adoption papers are signed, um, but I've learned that it could be up to six more months to get her court finalization date, which again is disappointing that six more months that you don't get to, um, you know, see her face. It's six more months that I've got to do social worker visits. And when I say have to do them, like as far as I'm concerned, any social worker can stop by anytime they want. Um, unannounced, whatever, um, they can watch us, they can do, it's just hard for me to take time out of my busy schedule. Um, many times of which I'm, you know, paying a nanny to get work done and I'm sitting there, you know, the nanny is not working. Um, I mean, she's not, you know, with jelly bean, she's sitting, you know, watching us talk to a social worker. Um, which is just a waste of everybody's time because, I mean, literally Jellybean hasn't so much as had a bruise because she fell on her knee kind of thing. And she has, I mean, she just lives in a great place and, um, and I love her to pieces as do all my friends and she's so well taken care of and she hasn't had diaper rash and she hasn't had a cold and all of her meals are, um, you know, prepared for her, like fresh and organic and blah, blah, blah. Like, honestly, she eats better than I do. So, um, you know, like the bring it on, bring the social workers on, but just, you know, please don't take away from my time. Um, so that's where that is. Um, now I'm going to attempt to, um, see if there's any way I can accelerate the four to six months. Um, wish me luck, but that's, that's kind of the deal. Um, at this point, also, the good news is that it's almost impossible for anyone to take her away now that adoption papers have been signed, um, less me getting a DUI, which would never happen because I barely drink and I definitely don't drink and drive, um, or something else like that. Like, it would have to be something crazy, apparently. So that's really good news. And it's so funny because, you know, from the start, like, I've really felt in my heart that she's my daughter for a number of reasons. You know, there's always the fears, like, people say when they terminate parents' rights, um, that people come out of the woodwork and want the kids because now they're cleared from, uh, I don't know, family or whatever, um, or cleared. I guess other families that have adopted other siblings can come forward because now they know they're not, the child won't be taken back. But fortunately, like none of that happened. But you, you do live with that fear, like, oh, maybe, you know, I've heard this so many times that that could happen. But fortunately, as I said, nobody's tried to fight for her. So we are ready to move forward. Um, and that's that. Like, I'm just going to see what I can do, as I said, to accelerate it. And then, boom. She'll be mine. Oh, but what I was going to say was, so I really think that she's a powerful child and she was so sweet in the hospital and the nurses felt so bad for her or whoever, I mean, I don't know if it was felt so bad or whatever it was, but I don't think I told this story, but she was wearing a hot pink headband when I met her and a little pair of jeans and it was the cutest thing. And like, as soon as I saw her, I'm like, I cannot believe this child managed to get a hot pink headband in her hair to meet me. Um, you know, that has to be my child. And then she's just a little foodie, which is hysterical. Um, she's also a little musician, which is interesting because that is not me at all, but she loves to shimmy and she loves to dance and She's been doing that since she was two weeks old. So she now has a whole 
she has a drum set. She has a xylophone. She has bells. She has a triangle. I mean, she has every she, she has every musical maraca. She has every musical instrument. It's hysterical, and she's constantly playing with them. Um, so that's really fun, and it's really fun to watch her just grow up. And I don't know. It, I feel like my life has started in a whole new way, which is amazing. Okay, now let's talk challenges. Um, and by challenges, I mean. You know, when my life before, and I'm talking about this so people can see where we come up with excuses and I'll out myself um, in the interest of helping you figure out like how you re-engineer your life to make this work. So the week I got Jelly Bean, I had to edit or copy edit my <laughs> my cookbook, um, Have It All, and I've since found a couple mistakes, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I wonder why, because I was a new mom having no idea what I was doing, and I was editing a book between trying to sleep. Oh, my God. I literally had, like, seven days, and five of them were, like, the five days after she arrived. So, um, you know, I used to work. My office hours were 10 to 7, which was kind of in avoidance of L.A. traffic for my team members because um, there's a lot less traffic after 7 and before 10. I mean, after, like, you know, at 9 as opposed to, like, 7 in the morning. And then on top of it, um, I am a night owl or always was. So I would go to bed between 1 and 2. We would work from 10 to 7. Then I would usually grab a quick dinner, and then I would... Um, either go out or go back to working. Or obviously I wouldn't grab a quick dinner if I was going out to dinner. Um, but basically I would wind up eating dinner somewhere between like 7.15 and 8 o'clock on a regular basis. But I wouldn't go to bed until 1 or 2. So all these people who say don't eat after 6, like it didn't matter for me because, you know, there were plenty of hours, like 4 to 5 hours before I went to bed. So it was the equivalent of someone going to bed, you know, someone who goes to bed at 9, that was like them eating dinner at 5. So totally fine, no weight gain, whatever, totally worked for me. And I also found myself to be so productive at night during those hours when, you know, phones are shut down um, or not phones are shut down, but people are sleeping, like emails aren't coming in. It just would be a zone where I could really get work done. And I loved it. And then I would get up usually around seven, eight at the latest. And I would often go to the gym before my team got in or will not really go to the gym, but go work out or whatever. And it was perfect. And it worked for my life. Well, insert Jellybean, who um, her amazing little self, you know, she goes to bed usually between usually around 730, but between 630 and eight. And I was finding myself, you know, finishing work. I was trying to even finish at six. And then I would go and spend time with her, make her dinner, all of that, or feed her, you know, when she was just having a bottle. And then I would also lay downstairs with her um, on a mat that I have in her room to help her wind down, which was making me really wind down, especially because I was up at, you know, five or six in the morning because that's when she woke up. And or because she was up multiple times in the middle of the night, especially when she was new, as I'm sure all parents can relate. Well, so this kind of made me have my dinner literally after she went to bed at like 730, I would cook my dinner and then I would eat around eight or so. And by the time I like cleaned up, I was so passed out that I would just go to sleep. 
So here I was going to bed on a full stomach and just that alone was causing weight gain. Like I wasn't changing the amount of food I was eating. In fact, I was probably eating less because I was just so tired and, um, and I don't want to say overwhelmed because I was definitely, there was only two mommy meltdowns I've had so far that I would call overwhelmed. But other than that, it was just, there was so much going on that I didn't really have time for me. And then on top of it, you know, a lot of times as a single mom and a solo mom who doesn't have anybody to, you know, back me up if I wanted to go to the gym and Jelly Bean got I don't know, whatever, like she pooped on me or she pooped on herself or whatever, I wouldn't necessarily make it in the window that I had planned. And I was just finding that it was really difficult to get my workouts in, even though I was really, really trying to, like really trying to. And so to fix those things, I started making sure that I made my dinner. Well, at first I was making my dinner um, before my employees left. And then the second thing I was doing was, um, you know, really starting to meal prep in a different way. Um, And meal prep, like the night before the housekeeper came, I would meal prep a ton. Or the night before, like the days that the nanny was here, I would meal prep a ton so that I wouldn't have a ton of cleanup to do so it could save me that time. Um, And obviously you have to meal prep at least two days a week because otherwise the food won't be fresh. But that was all really seriously like making those changes. And then I realized that if I literally do a cooking show for Jelly Bean, um, that I could entertain her while she was sitting in her high chair when she got big enough to sit in the high chair. And And I would talk to her through it. So she would be really engaged with me and she would feel part of it. And then I could even do it like I didn't have to stop work super early or do it late at night. I could literally just make her meals and my meals all prepping it out and having her watch, which in turn is probably teaching her how to be on MasterChef Junior someday. (laughs) Even though, as I said, I think it's more likely she'll be on The Voice or American Idol or something like that because she's definitely a super musical child, Um, not inherited from me. Um, So basically, it's been those kind of things that I've had to adjust. Um, On that note, I am going to go on break in a minute. And when I come back, I'm going to share many more strategies. So stay tuned. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. 
We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. So today I'm talking strategies. I think it's time that we check in uh, about our New Year's resolutions for those who made them or dreams or goals or whatever it is that you call what you did on January 1st that has the gyms packed and uh, or did on January 1st and doesn't anymore. Um, And that goes for what your kitchen looks like in terms of is there healthier food or as healthy food as there was on January 1st or have you given up? So this is the check-in show. Um, For me, honestly, I'm doing really well. Um, I feel like at every stage of Jelly Bean, I've had to make new adjustments and I'm okay with that. Um, It's really easy to fall into excuse mode because now that doesn't work and now that doesn't work. And I'm sure everybody in their lives, whether they have a Jelly Bean or five jelly beans or um or just different work constraints you know you really have to bob and weave um with all of it and figure out how to do it um one of the cool things that i've been doing lately is trying to do a little more working out at home um i'm working on a new website for people to really share a lot of these resources uh and it's interesting because Jelly Bean gets on my workout. Uh, I have one of those Step 360s. Do people know what that is? It's kind of like a cross between a BOSU ball and a step. But I'm on that a lot. And so she sees that and she gets on it. And the really cool thing is she was a little bit developmentally behind at one point. Like not in a bad way at all. Like no big deal. But um we were really working on strengthening her core and now she's like super caught up in part because she's always on that (laughs) but she just crawls on it and sits on it and bounces on it a little bit and it's adorable and it makes me go huh yeah that's the example I'm setting I'm really happy about that so are there things in your house oh by the way I also have a hula hoop she loves when I hula hoop it makes her laugh and so I even bought her a baby hula hoop now granted she's not hula hooping yet but it's just fun to have her like I I want her to be interested. I want her to feel like she can participate. So even when she just like flips it around and stuff, which she can do right now, um, it's kind of nice. Now, um, talking about eating, like what is around your house? Do your kids see more chips and cookies and um, cupcakes or do they see more vegetables and fruits and boxes and all over the place? Um, In my house, there's always boxes of produce and there's always bags of produce and there's always refrigerators full of produce. And fortunately, and this is the funny thing because I've always said that I think that we shouldn't have refrigerators that have the produce drawers in the bottom. Um, It seems kind of silly to me um, when really what we need is the stuff that we're supposed to be eating in front of our faces. Um, But now it's great because Jelly Bean goes in the refrigerator a lot. Yes, I have to open it for her. She's not quite that strong, although she's tall and she can already reach the burners on my stove, which... 
fortunately they're um they're not easy to turn on like you have to push them in and she doesn't know that um so she couldn't just start them by herself but it's kind of creepy that she's like 14 and a half months and already knows um or like can already reach burners and try to turn them on um but anyway so she goes to the produce drawers and she pulls things out and i let her i mean obviously i'm watching her but i let her you know I honestly don't mind if she, like, tries to take a bite of a whole head of cabbage, which she does sometimes. Um, I mean, I can peel off a couple leaves and throw them away if I need to or chop them up and, you know, wash them and put them in my salad. I don't care. Uh, But I think it's really important to allow her to explore those foods. And to me, the price of, even if I throw a couple things away, as long as there's nothing dangerous for her, which I always make sure that anything she could choke on, I keep out of the reach of her. And I don't even buy grapes these days because one they're really sugary so I don't eat them a lot anyway but if I did I would I would make sure to keep them on a higher shelf um, not in a produce drawer where she could grab them but it's it's so fun to watch her just explore and play and then you know sometimes I literally roll oranges across the floor to her like their balls and you know we'll roll them back and forth and <clears throat> she gets a huge thrill out of that and I just feel like it helps her um you know, learn about it and be familiar with it and, um, and, you know, see those foods as fun. And then also, uh, I have a mini garden on my balcony. Um, and so she sees the herbs being grown. She sees me snip them to put in her meals. She loves basil. Um, she also loves tomatoes, but I think she's allergic to them, which is tragic. Um, I'm not sure how she's going to go through life without having a pizza party. Um, cause tomato sauce literally makes her face like so red so quickly I've learned. Um, but hopefully she'll grow out of that. But anyway, she, um, she, I just feel like she's so familiar with things that she's willing to try them. Now that said, she used to eat a lot more vegetables like ravenously And now it's interesting in some settings she will in other settings she won't. Um, and I'm learning that no matter what, like I want to serve them to her. I'm not really flipping out if she doesn't eat every single vegetable. And I found myself being a little too perfectionist about it because she was eating a lot of butternut squash and carrots and not green things. And I was kind of like in my head flipping out. And then I'm like, wait a second. Um, she's eating, you know, like really clean chicken with just olive oil, salt and a little bit of garlic or a seasoning mix that I make. Um, and then she eats, like, as I said, butternut squash. I call them fries, but I basically make butternut squash fries. The way I make them, there's a Parmesan garlic squash fry recipe that's so good. In my book, you can have it. And so I bake them that style. I don't put all the spices and the Parmesan on them for her. And then I take the adult fries and cut them up into little baby-sized fries. Um, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. The number of kids that are eating purees, um, at Jellybean's age and even, you know, earlier, it's, you realize it's not necessary, right? Um, I mean, obviously when they're really, really, really little, it is, but I didn't know this. My doctor had asked me, she hadn't even, she didn't even have teeth yet. And my doctor asked me if she had had chicken and I was like, chicken, can she eat that? And she's like, as long as it's tiny, you'd be surprised what they can rip apart with their gums. And I was like, really? And then that created a free for all for me to make her like amazing food adult style. So I'll even make pulled chicken, pulled 
pork, pulled beef. Um, it's really easy for her to eat. She absolutely loves it. Um, I make everything. They say that nothing, or the doctor said nothing, should be bigger than her, I guess the first segment of her finger is a safe way to go. So everything's that small. And when I make fries, they're that small. Um, the thing I will say is, I think it's really interesting that if she is eating the same thing I'm eating or believe she is, She's so much more apt and willing to eat it, which has been shocking to me. And so when I make omelets in the morning, um, I now, I was making her her own egg and letting her eat that. And then I was making my own. And I think everybody knows it's better to socialize children to eat with them. So interestingly, when I would make hers and then I would make mine and then she would not even eat all of hers, but she would want mine. So I started making doing a bigger omelet pan and just filling the ingredients that I would want in hers on one side of the pan you know like obviously make the egg and then and then fill it um and the things that I wanted on mine on the other side of the pan and then I would make the omelet and she would think it was the same because she wasn't watching that closely and then I would put it on my plate I would cut up her part and then push it onto her plate and she was like super excited to eat with me so to speak and again, I just thought that was so interesting. And then sometimes when she stops eating her vegetables, I will literally grab them from her plate and start eating them. And then she'll act like, oh, my God, I better eat them or they're going to go away. Um, and she'll eat them, which, again, is really interesting. Now, I will admit, other times she will throw things on the floor. Um, the health specialists that we've been seeing like tell me that at this age they call them little scientists and they just want to see what will happen when you throw a water glass on the floor or when you throw your vegetables on the floor um, or when you smear something across your tray so I'm not really worried about it and I'm okay throwing a little bit of food away in the interest of her like the commitment to really eating healthy because I mean, how much am I really throwing away? It's like pennies worth. And the truth is that if she doesn't eat that stuff at all, and if I don't, if I stop feeding her because I'm worried about her throwing it on the floor, then I'm going to be paying a lot more in medical bills in the long run. So would rather set her up for success. Um, interestingly, so I know there's a lot of parents who say my kids will only eat chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. Please, please, please hear this without judgment. I'm not judging anybody. But I would like to point out that I have a new girlfriend who's from Australia and she made this comment one night. She's like, why is there mac and cheese on every restaurant menu in this country? And I'm like, there is. And I'm not a person who eats mac and cheese with the exception of occasionally I'll make it at home with like much healthier ingredients. But it's not something I really crave. So I never even pay attention on menus. And she's like, we don't even have mac and cheese in Australia. And it really got me thinking, like, how can people be convinced that their kids will only eat mac and cheese and chicken nuggets if they don't even have that in other countries? Because that means the kids are not innately, you know, wanting that. It's not like they wake up um, and, and decide that they can't have mac and cheese. They're like that they want mac and cheese. You know, it's like we gave it to them. We made it special to them in some way. Um, and again, like Jellybean has never seen mac and cheese. So I don't know if I put that in front of her, what that would be like. But right now, her relationship to butternut squash is 
mac and cheese. I mean, she literally like gobbles it up. And like when we we pre prep them, um, as I said, because they take like 50 minutes to bake. So like as soon as some are gone, I make more because I found that her dinner must be on the table in three minutes. <laughs> From the time that she decides she's hungry. That is the one thing that will make that child so cranky. Um, it's amazing, but she really is a little foodie. So I just pre-prep everything so that literally I just put it in a like frying pan of sorts to reheat everything quickly. Um, and I can get dinner on the table in five minutes. Which, by the way, is a lot less time than it would take you to make a box of mac and cheese or um, pull out the chicken nuggets. I'm not sure how parents have the time to make chicken nuggets because by the time they defrost and by the time they, you know, get cooked and then cool, that's got to be like at least 20 minutes, right? Like, are you so good at timing your child's hunger factor? I'm not. Sometimes she's hungry at five. Sometimes she's hungry at five 30 for dinner. So it's nice to just know that I have stuff in the refrigerator that I can literally in less than five minutes throw on her plate and she'll be happy. Um, but again, just something to think about. Like, are you giving your kids these foods and then believing that that's all they'll eat when in fact they would eat other things? And if you kept trying and kept putting broccoli even with the mac and cheese, like even if they walk away from it, even if you put three tiny little pieces of broccoli, like tiny little pieces that couldn't cost five cents and they don't eat it, but at least they see it and they know what a meal looks like. Do you think that could affect anything? I kind of do. Um, and that's what I'm committed to doing because I'm me and I'm obsessed with it and I never want her to have the issues that I had as a kid. On that note, I am going to come back um, after the break and I will talk more about what we can be doing for ourselves um, with a little kid stuff thrown in, but mostly for ourselves. Stay tuned. follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel it's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health wealth and happiness are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts then tune in to the forbes factor with celebrity tv host and inspirational icon forbes riley she's a best-selling author and tv fitness expert and you know her from qvc and hsn now she brings her expert advice and guests to the voice america influencers channel tune in live every wednesday at 12 noon pacific time and 3 p.m eastern time for the forbes factor we guarantee it will be the best hour of your week these days everyone is looking for information on staying young healthy and fit the voice america health and wellness network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you we talk about everything from diet fitness and aging to substance abuse personal growth mental health and much more learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives tune in to the voice america health and wellness network healthy living starts here Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Okay, so I got heckled by my engineer for saying no mac and cheese. (laughs) Um, I'm not saying you can't have it at all. I'm just saying that there's no such thing as kids being... (laughs) Um, No, like, I mean, they have to eat other things. Um, And again, there's uh, no judgment. Um... I do understand people not going to Australia because there's no mac and cheese. (laughs) Uh, But I'm just, I'm trying to suggest that you open their palates. Like it really is very important at this age um, that they are exposed to anything and everything while they are, um, you know, really developing their palates. And it's funny because there was a brand on Shark Tank that is baby food, although puree is not food food in my view. Um, I I think it's funny. I kind of skipped the puree phase because I don't like purees and I don't want watered down. Like, I feel like it's watered down. Um, and, you know, all these moms had been telling me, again, no judgment whatsoever. If your kids are eating it, more power to you. But the, this mom was telling me how she used to make chicken and she'd puree it and then add enough water for it to like be able to be put in an ice cube and then like I guess she'd do squash and potatoes and all sorts of things like that um, and then she would put oh and do vegetables and she would put like four cubes in a little thing for her daughter's lunch and when she'd go to school then it would be defrosted oh my God, I can't imagine eating that. Like, I just can't. And so I wouldn't want Jelly Bean to want to eat that. Like, and again, there's no judgment to that. Like, if your child's eating it and they like it, that's great. Continue that. Um, if your child isn't eating things like that, like, maybe consider, huh, what would I want to eat? Like, consider them to be real humans, you know, like actual people who have the same taste that we do, less a little bit of the spice. You obviously don't want to send your child into a jalapeno or wasabi coma. Um, But I literally just put less spice on her food. And surprisingly, she does like spice. Like I'm starting to put things that are slightly spicier and she like gobbles them up. And 
part of the reason I know that is because when I eat salad, she sometimes chases me around the house (laughs) or chases me. Like I'll be starved and I'll sit in her play yard with her and she'll literally grab into my bowl of like broccoli slaw that has this like hot mustardy dressing on it. And I got tired of fighting her and I was like, okay, I'll just let her thinking she wasn't even going to eat it. And then she just kept eating it, Um, which was kind of crazy because I'm like, that's not too spicy for you. But apparently it wasn't because she wants it all the time and she's more likely to eat it with that than if I just give her the broccoli slaw without things on it. I also give her, so I want to talk about some ideas both for you and your child. So people listening who don't have children will be helped here. But as I said, so the butternut squash fries are amazing. Like whether you make the full recipe from you can have it or, and I should say that I didn't really love butternut squash for a long time. And then when I started making it the way I describe in that book, it completely changed everything for me and for some other people who I knew who didn't like it. Um, You can find the recipe online for free if you don't want to get the book. It's again, it's Parmesan garlic squash fries. Um, And so you can do that. I also do the same things with like rosemary and garlic, just a little bit of olive oil. And then, you know, there's all these flavored olive oils like O Organics, who I'm not sponsored by. I just love their olive oils. Um, they have like a really good garlic one, a really good basil one. Uh, Jelly Bean and I have been having a lot of omelets lately that we that I put a little bit of the O Organics basil olive oil and it just gives the omelet such a good flavor um without you know it takes two seconds um and then I'll just put a little mozzarella cheese in it like light mozzarella and we love it um but you know talking about the mom versus kid meals like the same thing with I make sweet potato fries also and with hers I just put a teeny tiny bit of seasoning and then with mine I put a lot more so I'll toss them all in a tiny bit of seasoning and then put hers on the baking sheet and then I'll put more seasoning in the bowl toss that and it's obvious because you can see which have more seasoning and then just pop them in the oven and then you know I'm making the same thing for the two of us but it's a little bit different and she thinks she's eating the same thing that I am again which somehow psychologically I guess makes it cooler and better for her um I also do the same thing you know I'll make pork tenderloin and same thing like I make this sweet and spicy one I make so many different versions of that and turkey like that I put on my grill. And honestly, when I'm, so the other night I was, a girlfriend and I decided we had to have a mom's night out. Now, (laughs) I'm sure this isn't gonna surprise other moms. It it ended up being a, a quick hour sushi dinner because we were taking Jelly Bean to her house and the nanny was going to watch her, her nanny was gonna watch her two kids and Jelly Bean. And her daughter's two and a half and adorable. Um, But uh, she gets a little jealous of Jelly Bean being smaller than her, I guess, or getting the attention because she's littler and needs more attention. Um, But anyway, I was going to her house and we didn't discuss what the kids were having for dinner. So I had, when I made Jelly Bean's lunch that day, I chopped up a number of things. Like I did a tiny little bag of broccoli, a tiny little bag of um, like those little snack size bags of butternut squash fries. Um, and then some chicken and it was all in the teeny tiny little, as I said, like fry size pieces that I always give her. And then I put it in a cooler bag and like gave it to the nanny and the mom, my friend picked it out and she's like, Oh my God, you're insanely prepared. And I just wanted to make sure that there was something there that Jellybean could eat. And I wasn't assuming that they were feeding her and I knew she'd be a nightmare for the nanny (laughs) 
only if she wasn't fed. Um, but it was one of those things that she also eats cold food. Now, most of the time I give her warm meals for breakfast, lunch, well, for lunch and dinner and breakfast, we usually either have some egg white or egg concoction. Although, by the way, she actually, like me, likes egg whites better. So I know that it's really good for kids to eat eggs um, and everybody to eat whole eggs like, you know, a little. I mean, obviously, you don't want to eat like 10 eggs or anything in a week, but it's good to have some yolk um, before anyone heckles me for just feeding her whites. Like she'll eat the whites. She won't eat the yolks these days. And I honestly don't like the yolks. So, so we're eating egg whites. It's fine. Um, but I put things like olive tapenade on there. Like I have this really good olive tapenade that's jarred that has like only pure ingredients. It's literally like olives and olive oil and roasted red peppers and garlic and, I think there's a little salt in there and now there's no salt because of olives it's stuff like that it's like super pure and it's a little spicier or I guess I should say tangier like the olives um I thought they might be too strong a flavor because it's a strong olive flavor but she loves it now granted I don't put a ton on there because there is a lot of sodium in that and in theory if I did it would be like serving chicken nuggets but it's just an example of you know for me for breakfast as I said Um, If people are looking for quick ideas, you know, the egg white omelet with a little bit of basil olive oil and a little bit of cheese and fresh tomatoes. Delicious. I can't put fresh tomatoes in jelly bean stuff because, as I said, she seems to have a tomato allergy. It's so sad. Um, And then lunches, a lot of times I will make for her. Well, she will kind of maybe eat salads at times, but she tends to like her food if it's not in my bowl. She likes it all separated. So she wants a pile of one thing, a pile of another, and a pile of another. Um, And so I make myself a salad of all these things mixed up. But I get this, like, cruciferous crunch blend, it's called, at Trader Joe's. And it's, like, cabbages and broccoli and, um, and Brussels sprouts that we really like. I have to chop it up into teeny tiny pieces for her, but then I add all sorts of things to it. So with her, I um, do olive oil and a tiny bit of this pomegranate balsamic vinegar. I don't really have the pomegranate balsamic because it's a little um, sugary for me, but not for her in the tiny little quantity. Like it's a gram of sugar or something, you know, not a big deal compared to what she could be eating. Um, oh, also doctors say don't put salt on your kids' food. And while I'm not a doctor, so everybody listen to your doctors, I will say parents who are feeding their kids chicken nuggets have made comments about their doctor saying that they're not supposed to salt their kids' chicken um, when they've seen me do it. And the interesting thing with that is that if I put a tiny bit of salt on it, I feel like she's much more apt to eat it. And I mean a tiny bit. Um, and it still has so much less salt than any packaged food would possibly have. So in my view, I would say always follow your doctor's recommendation and use your good judgment. Um, I am not a doctor, but for me, um, and you do what's best for you, again, maybe consult with your doctor and ask them this, but if you're if you hadn't really made that distinction and you're like, oh, I shouldn't put salt on the food for a child, but I'm giving them salty food, then maybe you can put a little salt. Um, so one of the things that I find to be really, really, really easy, both for me and Jellybean, is 
I call them like toppers for chicken. Um, you can sear a chicken breast on both sides in a pan and then use an oven safe pan, put it right in the oven. And it's one of the easiest dinner ideas ever. Um, and then top it with whatever you want. So you basically, like, as I said, brown the chicken on both sides. I put a little bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of a seasoning along the lines of whatever I'm going to top it with. And then once it has that nice caramelization on the outside, I pop it in my oven with anything from like, I have an enchilada chicken that I'll put a mild enchilada sauce and a little bit of cheddar cheese on it with some fresh cilantro. Jelly bean actually loves that one. Um, you could put like a um, cranberry all fruit preserve situation, like not too much of it because it still has sugar, although it's fruit sugar. And then put some goat cheese and some rosemary that was in one of my books. Um, I mean, honestly, you can pretty much top it with anything, fresh tomatoes, basil, you could do almost like a pizza type thing with marinara sauce and a little bit of mozzarella cheese. Um, but the coating on top, it just makes it so delicious as long as you don't overcook it, um, which it's a lot harder to overcook that um, than it is other things. Um, wondering if anybody has any questions they want to send. If you do, send to fans at devinalexander.com. Otherwise, when I come back from the break, I'm going to continue giving you simple dish ideas that I eat myself and have adapted so that Jelly Bean can eat them too. Uh, stay tuned, everyone. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 
472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey everyone, welcome back. We're talking strategies to make sure those New Year's resolutions haven't gone to the wayside. Um, Some of them are for moms and their kids and others are for everyone and how to adapt the two so you're not cooking something different for your child and you because I don't know about you but I don't have time to do that and I don't want to be feeding my child boxed food um so one of the things I wanted to mention was the keto craze and how much it scares me um to be honest like I do find that when I limit my carbs um, I lose weight quicker, um, especially things like bananas that are super sugary and grapes and things like that are, you know, tougher. Whereas I do think it's important to eat two servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Well, more than two vegetables, two servings of fruits. So I try to eat like blueberries or blackberries or the lower sugar fruits, um, And then, but with keto, like, just be careful because you can do keto in a way that's modified, that you're eating leaner cuts of meats and things um, and lots of vegetables, in which case it's, you know, kind of okay. Again, I'm not a doctor, so, you know, check with your doctor before you do anything and before you listen to me, but... You know, I heard somebody giving this very convincing TED talk talking about not only is keto like the, you know, holy grail of weight loss, um, but also they were saying that you should eat the fattier cuts of meat because that sh- sends you into ketosis quicker. The problem with that is think about this, the uh, amount of saturated fat that you're putting into your heart. Um I also saw Jillian Michaels on TV talking about how much this was scaring her that people are doing it. And she outright said, like, you have to be out of your mind to think this is okay. Um, I, you know, that's a little strong, but I will say that I really, really, really encourage you if you're tempted and you hear all these weight loss stories to make sure that you do ask your doctor or that you, Oh, and that's another thing I was, I love next door. I think people know that, that the app, I talk about it a lot. Um, And someone in my neighborhood was like, I'm looking for a doctor who um, supports keto and somebody else, which it can get a little snarky sometimes. Someone was like, good luck with that. Any doctor that thinks that's okay is a quack. And um, again, like for me, it's more about eating lean proteins, plenty of vegetables. Um, You know, when you are eating grains, make them whole grains and, um, you know, like really whole grains, like quinoa and things like that, um, that also have protein in them, um, will make for weight loss results, even if you're stuck, but don't send you into scary mode. Um, so anyway, back to the actual recipe ideas, you really can make lean meat, um, taste really good. And I know a lot of people, um, you know, they, they just overcook things for fear that they're not cooked enough. And I can tell you, like, my nanny isn't a cook. She's so sweet. Like, she's, like, one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, and she doesn't really cook, but she cooks jelly beans meals sometimes. And I saw her smashing, like, we were making some ground chicken. I mean, ground turkey, which is another really great thing to make. Like, put ground turkey, you know, kind of crumble it up. Um chili style um with some seasonings on it your favorite seasonings that aren't super salty um and it's a great thing 
to get a meal on the table quickly because, as I said, I have like three minutes with Jelly Bean before she loses her head sometimes if I wasn't like, you know, crazy prepared. So it's nice to be able to just quickly do that. And um, but she was smashing it the way I always say, don't smash a burger like you're taking the juice out of that. But she's afraid she's going to poison her. And, you know, if you tear it up into little pieces and make sure the pieces inside aren't pink, you're not going to poison her. That's just how that works. Um, So as I said, like people think chicken's dry or like white meat things are dry and it's only because they're getting overcooked. So just be really cautious. And, you know, when you cook that stuff, like cut into it and like learn how to do it because it makes all the difference in the world. And the funny thing was last night, my nanny said that her son, who's in his twenties, um, was like, did your but I don't like the word boss, but that's what he said. He's like, did your boss teach you how to cook or like your boss show you how to make this? Because apparently she made something last night that was like so delicious. Um, and it turns out one of the things was um, the dill, garlicky dill dip from my book. Um, also, you can have it, which I love that dip and Jellybean loves that dip and it's great as a sauce and things. So... Um, as I said, you know, when you're going to chicken and turkey, like it really can be good. Um, Jelly Bean also eats fish a lot. Uh, I know I do the ones that are lower in mercury for obvious reason, um, but she really likes it. And people are surprised and they're like, my child would never eat that. And I was like, have they tried that? And they just kind of look at me um, with this like, well, she's a child. And I'm like, yeah, and Jelly Bean loves it. Jelly Bean, honestly, is a big protein eater. Like she'll, I don't think there's a protein that she's rejected yet. Um, I wish she was more vegetarian um, skewing. But again, like she's eating whitefish and things that are really, really good and lean. So I'm not going to worry about it. Um, She is getting a balance. She eats power o bean cereal instead of cheerios and like as i said everything she eats is pretty healthy so i'm not all that worried but but seriously like um and then oh with that you know i give her fish i give me fish and we make pretty much the same things i eat a little more packaged than she does like i'll make myself tartar sauce and i don't do that with her because i don't think it's um quite as lean as i would want it to be and all of that but you know, what do you do? But seriously, like, you know, for those especially who haven't had kids yet, like when you, when you do have kids, like think of them as little, little people um, that would like what you like the way you like it. Cause I don't want watered down food, but I do love fish. So no. And, and again, when I say I love fish, I love fish when it's cooked right. And when it's really fresh. So if you don't know what those things mean, if your fish smells fishy or tastes fishy, it's either overcooked or it wasn't fresh to begin with. And those are really important things to note. Um, I have two minutes left, so I'm just going to tell this quick story. I was working on a show for Noggin Network that was done by the biggest producer, biggest loser producers many years ago called student bodies and these kids like never had really healthy food and they had this woman prepare salmon for them and there was so much junk food around and people like the crew was eating pizza and I was like can I eat what the kids are eating when I heard they were eating salmon and you know all the healthy stuff to lose weight well long story short I took one bite of it and I was like oh this is how you're introducing kids to salmon it was terrible so then I taught the woman how to make salmon and the kids were actually liking it so again if you're not liking things maybe it's just that um 
you know, grab a cooking class or something like that or watch my videos or write to me and ask me how to do it because I'll show you how to do it and I'll make it delicious. Okay, well, we're out of time today. I hope everybody um, has a really good time getting back on their resolutions if they were off or has gotten some good recipe ideas today. Um, Any questions, always reach out. And again, have a great week. We'll be back next week with a guest. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.